picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes the bigger story is not always told. We are a monthly program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. This week we are going to be talking about silly season in monster trucks, and it has been a legendary silly season. A lot of driver changes, a lot of new trucks, a lot of new faces on the circuit. So we're just going to get right to it. We're going to go through the trucks, go through the drivers. I am joined by Dustin Hart from Nags Head, North Carolina, near the home of Gravedigger, Ed Horman from O'Fallon, Missouri, near the home of Bigfoot, and Jeremy Fugussi, enjoying the wonderful weather out in West Virginia. All right, first up, we have the big news of the week. We just released it yesterday on AllMonster.com. Carl Van Horn in Gravedigger. He is going to be joined by another new face uh, in a truck that's been around, Nicole Johnson and Taz. They will be touring together. Uh, just a quick note about any of these people that we mentioned may tour or uh, whatever the case may be. We have been looking at the lineups on MonsterJam.com as well as some other websites and uh, Facebook pages to get our officially releasable information and to determine who's been touring together. They may be split up at different shows. We are just assuming by what we go on, we have to go on for the sites. So, guys, first up, Carl Van Horn and Gravedigger, Nicole Johnson and Tab. Uh, for those of you who do not have not heard the name Nicole Johnson before, she is a champion rock crawler and was one of the best out in the field testing that they do every uh, winter season or after the, uh, the first quarter. Uh, they bring a group of people out usually to test. And uh, those that do pretty well get a shot. So she's uh, going to be headed over from the rock crawling world and going to have a great teacher in Carl Van Horn who is uh, getting a brand new Carol chassis. You can check out the full interview and more information on Carl and Driving Gravedigger in our recent Beyond the Lens interview that I did with him. So to get things started, Ed, what are your thoughts on Carl Van Horn Driving Gravedigger and joined by Nicole Johnson with Tess? Uh, I'm gonna start with Carl first. The you know when we released that news with Carl and Digger, I was really excited. Uh, Carl driving a Digger coming back to the Digger truck, I should say, is a great thing. Um, he he's gonna be a great teacher for Nicole. But I mean, it's nice to see Carl get finally what he wants for himself and his family, which we all know is something very important to him and his family. But it really makes me happy to see Carl behind the wheel of a great piece of equipment, finally able to keep himself secure and stable for a while and be able to do his own things. With Nicole, I haven't really seen, haven't heard or seen much about it other than the rock crawling stuff, so it's going to be very interesting to see how her transition between that is. But with having a teacher like Carl, I'm sure it's going to be run nice and smooth. I have to agree with uh, a lot of points that Ed made. Carl Van Horn, he's got a lot of experience. He's going to be a great teacher for Nicole. It's nice to see him back in a digger truck. It's a great quality piece. And, you know, like Ed was saying, you can you know, be there and race and be around his family. It works out for everyone. As far as Nicole goes, I'm in the same boat as Ed. I don't know much about her. But she comes from the rock crawling world. She's going to have a lot of experience with getting the truck out of, you know, sticky situations as far as freestyle goes. And I'm pretty sure Carl can teach her, you know, the ropes as far as racing. So she's going to be in great hands there. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation for Nicole, you know, her first season behind the wheel. It's definitely going to be a trial by fire because she really hasn't had a chance to get much seat time. Um, there's some footage on YouTube of her doing a field test uh, back in November. And she seemed to do, do all right. She wasn't scared of getting the throttle, and she did get some good air out of the truck. So I'm interested to see what she can do this season. As for Carl, uh, you know, 
going back for a long time. We've been good friends with Carl, so really glad to see that you know, he's back in a grave digger. He seems to be really thrilled about the opportunity to get to drive grave digger again, and uh, he's a perfect fit for grave digger. He's a local North Carolina boy. You know, he's from the area, so glad to see him get a shot back in grave digger and looking forward to it. All right, next up we have Charles Benz in Rottweiler, the Monster Mutt truck. That'll be a new a new old truck, if you will, a new design. And uh, Charles Benz, of course, comes from the Pitbull Racing Team and uh, his own independent operation. So this is definitely a step up for him. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with, uh, no offense intended, but a little better piece of equipment, a little newer piece of equipment uh, in the Feld Stable. In addition, uh, the Pitbull truck and name is not going anywhere. That will be driven by a driver to be named later. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, new identity for the Monster Mud and Charles Benz behind the wheel? Well, when I first heard that Charles was driving a Feld truck, a little bit better truck what he's had, really, really made me happy. He's a crazy guy per se, and his driving style is something that I really like, and it's going to be some, really neat to see him step into a better piece of equipment, no disrespect to his, his other truck. Um, with the Rottweiler name and Monster Mutt, I don't know how I feel about it, really. I guess they like I like that they're not just con- slapping the Monster Mutt name. They're adding the Rottweiler to it. But them continuing on with one name, I, d- I don't know how that feels to me. I agree with you, Ed. I, I kind of think that the Monster Mutt name might have run its course. I think going with three separate identities for the same name might be kind of stretching it a little thin. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. We'll have to see how you know other fans take to the new name. As far as um, Charles driving a, a fellow piece of equipment now, that is just awesome. It's nice to see an independent driver get a chance to drive a corporate truck and, you know, get the chance to see what he can do in a new piece of equipment. Not that there's anything wrong with his truck. You know, that was a great quality piece as well, but uh, it's a stiffer truck, so it's got a lot of weird balances and things to it. So it would be nice to see how he does in a brand new, or I won't say brand new, but uh, a newer style chassis. So I'm kind of excited to see how that's going to work out for him. I'm interested to see what Charles is going to do this year. I haven't had a chance to see much of what Charles has done in the past, but uh, it seems like he's been having some success in uh, the pit bull, you know, running mostly in the Southwest. And uh, he seems to be a really awesome guy. You know, he's very much involved with local charities in his home state. And uh, from what I understand, I believe he did uh, drive a uh, one of the trucks over in the European tours. So he's he's had a little bit of experience behind the wheel of uh, probably either Patrick or one of the Feld in-house designs. So... You know, probably shouldn't be too much of a challenge for him to get comfortable behind the seat. And uh, it's kind of interesting that he goes from one dog name to another. <laughs> that's a that's a great point there, Dustin. You know, he's, he's definitely got a big heart. He's done a great job uh, for the local charities and behind the wheel. He will be joined on the team, from what we can decipher in the lineups, by Tony Farrell driving the Gravedigger Legend truck. So another truck with a, with a, a second or third identity added to it. And uh, so team team separate identity, I guess we'll call them, will be traveling together this year. Obviously, those of you that have been around Monster Trucks any period of time know Tony Farrell started out with the wild thing, uh, drove a multitude of other trucks, including Sting and uh, most recently Blue Thunder. So he's had a fantastic career, and we thought he was done for good. He uh, operates a trucking business in Indiana, and, um, you know, we thought he was going to be uh, gone for good, but it's great to see him back behind the wheel. I've always had good conversations with him behind the scenes. He's very approachable, very good guy. So uh, that's definitely a quality you want in a grave digger driver. And uh, it's good to see Tony get a shot to run hard and, and run well for for the company again. Completely agree with you there, Robbie. I was a little surprised when I saw the lineup and I saw 
the Digger Legend truck with Tony, I was like, ooh, taken back a little bit. Thought, like you said, Tony was done with the business. But his driving style and everything like that does fit the Digger image pretty well. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see him run this year. Yeah, I'm very excited to see Tony come back and actually start running some monster trucks again. I wanted to go back to the point that you had with the uh, separate identities. I think with a truck like Grave Digger, I think going back to the legend status as opposed to the normal paint job and the special schemes that they've run, I don't think it interferes so much with the truck's identity as it does with, say, a Monster you know, Dalmatian or Rottweiler or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's that completely different thing. I think it's almost a historical standpoint uh, as far as a Grave Digger truck's concerned. A great point. Definitely. Dustin, what are your thoughts? I don't know about you guys, but I'm just excited that we're going to hear a lot more interviews starting off with I'll tell you what. <laughs> you got <laughs> to love a good Tony Farrell interview. He's always been such a really – he's just been one of those personalities everybody stuck with, you know, over the years. It was just one of those you look forward to seeing on TV every other week. And, uh, you know, Tony's a great driver. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fit behind the wheel of you know, the great bigger legend, um, you know kind of weird to see him go from never driving a gravedigger to uh, the legend truck, but I think it was more a move made in a pinch, and uh, I think he's going to do a great job this year. Definitely. I wanted to point out uh, it's uncertain as to which chassis uh, Tony will be driving, but we will keep you posted on that as news becomes releasable. So that's a little teaser for you. Now we're moving on to a team that is near and dear to Dustin Hart. Uh, we'll get his comments in a minute, but first, uh, Ed, Darren Meigs, formerly of Bounty Hunter and most recently the Bigfoot team, is going to be driving the second Stone Crusher this year. Now, Dan, Dan Patrick put together a great new chassis for Steve Sims. He will be piloting that chassis, and Meigs will get the older chassis, which used to be Rick Disherman's backdrop, uh, that was most recently Stone Crusher. So, if you can follow all that, Meigs gets the older chassis, and he will be running some West Coast shows, spreading and expanding the Stone Crusher name. I personally think this is a great fit for the team. Miggs is a hard worker and uh, well-spoken as well, so I think that that's a good fit for this team. It's it's work hard and play hard on the Stone Crusher team, the Monster Trucks Unlimited team. So, Ed, what are your thoughts about Miggs moving on to the Stone Crusher team? I completely agree with you. Darren's a hard worker. Uh, him and him and Steve and the Monster Trucks Unlimited team, they fit together perfectly. Uh, really was interested to hear that, you know, they're coming out with a sec- second Stone Crusher name, which is a positive thing for that team. It gives them another truck so Steve can be on the East Coast and Darren can be on the West Coast. It gives them more, more exposure and best of luck to everyone involved in that Monster Trucks Unlimited team. That's a good point. Always expanding your brand name, you know, to different coasts or different cities you've never been to is always a plus as far as, uh, you know, your business goes. As far as Darren driving, he's very personal, very approachable. He's going to be a great trip for that team. It's just going to be all around awesome as far as, uh, Stone Crusher racing goes. Yeah. And they, Darren's definitely going to be able to expand this name quite quickly because they're going to be, he's going to be visiting a lot of areas that, well, Stone Crusher's never been to, uh, you know, in the past, they've gone, you know, as far west as uh, Houston before, but they really haven't done much. In, or outside of Vegas, they haven't done much west of Texas before. So, you know, he's going to definitely get to show a lot of fans maybe around the country that have wanted to see Stone Crusher, and, you know, they're finally going to get to see that, get to see the truck now. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out, the 2011 first quarter schedule is available on the Stone Crusher website. That would be StoneCrusherMonsterTruck.com. Also be on the lookout for a new Mopar Magic design at MoparMagicMT.com. 
And Mopar Magic this year will be pilot, piloted by rookie driver Morgan Kane. He's had a couple shows, including Louisville, Kentucky, and the reviews have come in, and he's done a pretty good job. Dustin actually had a chance to see him, so, of course, we'll get his comments there. But uh, I think that uh, from what I've seen, Morgan has done a lot of running around at the Dennis Anderson's Muddy, Muddy Motorsports Park and has done a fantastic job, always uh, sort of one of those guys that has throttle rhythm embedded in his brain from being around it so much. So, uh, you know, a young guy, very, very enthusiastic about the sport, uh, also had a shot to drive in Hampton and did well. So, Ed, uh, what do you think about Morgan Kane behind the wheel of Marpar Magic? I haven't really known much about Morgan. I've seen some of his runs and talked to Dustin about him. And uh, it's good to see a rookie step up into the seat of, uh, you know, a name that's pretty legendary and do as well as he has been with the events with the event that he's had been doing it with. So I'm pretty excited to see what he uh, what he can do behind the wheel of Mopar Magic. I'm in the same boat. I actually don't know much about the guy, but from the one video clip that I have seen, he is not afraid to hit the throttle. Uh, he's he's definitely one to get the big air off the freestyle stack, so maybe that'll transfer over to racing. He'll do great in racing, but I can definitely tell he's going to be a freestyler. Yeah, it's definitely it's uh should be an interesting year for Morgan. He's definitely going to get a lot of learning really fast. He's already done well in the shows that he's performed in already. Uh, he did a spectacular job in Hampton, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's got a lot of people to bounce ideas off of between the guys in the shop. You know, with Steve and Tommy Powers and you know, Stephen Sims. Um, plus, you know, he's good friends with Ryan and Adam Anderson. He lives not far away from the Grave Digger shop. He's around it a lot. Um, his mom, Susie, is also a registrar, so he's been around this for quite a while. He's no stranger, and uh, with the schedule that he and Steve have this year, he's going to be getting a lot of exposure really fast. It should be a great year for him. All right, next up, we have a new female driver by the name of Becky McDonough. If you've listened to Scott Douglas speak at any of the Monster Jams, he's probably mentioned her if she's in there crewing. Most recently, she was the crew person for... Uh, the Taz and Nitro Circus team with Adam Anderson and Cam McQueen last season. So uh, she was there for one of the biggest moments in the Monster Jam's history with uh, Nitro Circus's backflip in Jacksonville and uh, had a part in that. So that was pretty cool. And she also got an opportunity to drive Donkey Kong in the Europe Tour this summer. So she's got a, she had a bad break there after, after Sky Wheelie had some, uh, I believe it was a tie rod break on her. And, uh, but she did get some time behind the wheel. She has had some time testing, and it's a great story. Always good to see a crew person come up and be able to get a shot behind the wheel. I also think that it's good because she's going to be able to get behind the wheel of something that she knows inside and out. And uh, whether you're male, female, whatever, uh, it's always good to know your truck before you get in it. And I think that with the person that she's with, a guy you might have heard of before, he's named Charlie Parkin, uh, she is touring with him and will obviously have a chance to learn from one of the best this season. So uh, very interesting to see the new identity as well. Uh, Dragon's Breath, there's a lot to talk about here, guys. So, Ed, take it away. Uh, yeah, it's really good to see Becky behind the wheel of a truck. You know, you like you said, Scott Douglas mentions her almost every time that she's on the floor with one of the trucks. It's a very good person. Uh, the Dragon's Breath name is going to be very interesting. Uh if they run the same body style like the Hot Wheels. and Dad, I, I think it's going to be a fan favorite. Jeremy, what do you think? I've seen Becky in person. She was in Pittsburgh and Columbus, and she is a hard worker. She can run around the floor, and she knows her trucks inside and out, and that's only going to help her. She's going to have a lot of great experience in these trucks. 
Um, as far as the body goes for Dragon's Breath, I would be a little concerned if it's the original vet that they're going to use. I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, that's a very tight windshield to look out of, so that might cause her a little bit of trouble, but I think her driving skills, you know, speak for themselves. She's been in Donkey Kong, and I've seen her move the trucks around. She knows what she's doing as far as moving trucks. Um, so I think she'll be all right. It's very exciting to see a crew person move up from the ranks of a crew member to a driver. So it's, that's just good all the way around. Yeah, Becky's not scared of the loud pedal at all. Uh, I had the chance to see her participate in the uh, Powder Puff Autocross race uh, this past October at the uh, Dennis Anderson's Money Motorsports Park. And uh, she wasn't afraid to get on the loud pedal, even though it was an old Dodge Stratus. Uh, she managed to beat, her, beat and bang her way in the first place and take the win there. Um, I'm excited to get her see, get to see her get a full season shot at a, driving behind the wheel, and she's going to learn from one of the best in Charlie Pocken. I mean, you can look at the lineage that has come from underneath of his wings, and it's a phenomenal list of drivers. Uh, you know, getting paired up with Chucky is going to do a wonder of good. She's going to learn a lot really fast about driving, and uh, she already knows what's going on with these trucks, so I think it's a good fit for her finally getting behind the wheel. Definitely. Now, uh, we are going to take a little bit of a a switch of gears and move to a different promotion because we've been mostly talking about Monster Jam. However, in the CFP circuit, they're going to have an interesting surprise this year because of Larry Swim's injury. Uh, he will not be driving Bigfoot Bad Boy this first quarter, at least for the first part. Uh, he wants to take time, get better. We wish Larry the best of luck. Uh, obviously, Ed, you know a lot about this situation, but Eric Tack will be taking the wheel Again, after a pretty decent-sized hiatus from the Bigfoot camp, he returns to drive the Bigfoot bad boy this year. What are your thoughts on that? Always seems like when Bigfoot is in a pinch with some drivers, Eric, you know, is always there to step up and, and be behind the wheel of a, a Bigfoot truck. So, you know, I've seen him a few times on videos and stuff like that. He knows what he's doing behind the wheel of the truck. He knows what he's doing with the truck. So, not really, I can't really say I'm surprised that, Larry won't be behind the wheel the first part of the first quarter just because of the extent of his back injury. And like you said, we do wish him the best. And, uh, Jeremy, what do you think about this? I'm actually pretty excited about this. Eric Tack is a great driver. He's been out of the sport for a while, but he's definitely not a stranger to the newer technology. He was actually a fill-in in uh, Campfield, Ohio, a couple of years ago for one of the Dodge drivers and uh, Randy Nishin and uh He's definitely not afraid to sky it out as far as freestyle goes. He had some of the biggest air I've ever seen out of Campfield. Um, so seeing him behind the wheel of a Bigfoot truck again is very exciting, and I'm really looking forward to it. So it's only going to be good things. Yeah, I think uh, Eric Tack's going to do great behind the wheel with them. Uh, he's definitely still got it. There's no rust on him at all. Um, he performed at the uh, Domination in the Dome event in Pontiac not too long ago and did a fantastic job, uh, came away with the freestyle win. So, you know, he's no stranger. He hasn't been out of it too long. You know, there's no rust there. He's going to do a great job, and, He's going to live up to the name that uh, Larry Swim's built up with that truck. Definitely good points all around. Now we go from a seasoned vet to an exper a, a guy with little to no experience. Uh, well, we won't say no experience, but uh, Barry Musawire is going to be taking the wheel of El Toro Loco. He's going to be paired with Raj Schmidt and Gravedigger. Uh, Barry has been kind enough to agree to do a blog with us this year on allmonster.com on his rookie season. So be on the lookout for that. And, uh, I'm definitely excited about about seeing Barry get the wheel, uh, you know, for an entire first quarter. He performed at a couple of shows. Uh, he he went backwards, Bob. You can read about that on AllMonster.com. If you check out our news archives, he gave us a little inside look at what his experience was like as his first time behind the wheel. 
did a fantastic job in Backwards Bob. And then as well, he got a chance to drive Monster Mud uh, later on in the Europe Tour. So he's uh, the reviews are in. He's been doing pretty well. Uh, he's going to have an experienced driver in Rod Schmidt to back him up there. And uh, got an identity that's been established. A uh, little bit of pressure there, I imagine. But going to be an interesting first quarter for Bari. And uh, we're interested to see what he does. Ed, you have a little bit of a connection with Bari as far as the RC interest. And uh, that's his background. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. You know, I'm really glad to see Barry get behind the wheel. I've seen some of the work he does with his RC stuff, stuff and like that, and he's a craftsman with that. It's really cool for me being with my RC background to see Barry get in the wheel of a monster truck. You know, you don't really think when you're doing your RCs, hey, maybe one day I'll be driving. But what Barry has shown that it is very possible you can work your way up from doing RCs to crewing to being crew chief to then driving a truck or however you want to go about that. But I'm very excited to see Barry in a truck. I don't know if El Toro is exactly the identity I had to give him, but I'm not the one making that decision. Jeremy, what's your thoughts? Out of all the drivers and trucks on this list that we're going to talk about in this show, he's the one driver that I actually don't know anything about. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what he can do. I have to agree with you guys. Coming from the RC ranks, getting all the way up into an actual truck, that's just a feel-good story in itself. So that's really exciting for him. He's definitely a driver I'm going to have to keep my eye on. Yeah, I'm very interested in seeing what uh, what the season will bring for him. You know, he's got an interesting schedule ahead of him. He's got a lot of stuff, you know, going on. He's going to be getting quite a bit of seat time. You know, he's, I believe he's got Tacoma, Washington this year, which is one of those four or five show, larger show weekends. And, you know, he's definitely going to be earning his seat time. And, uh, you know, he's taking an interesting path, something that, you know, most people wouldn't have. It's not a traditional path that most guys end up taking on their way to a driver's seat, but he has also done some work with the Gunslinger team and uh, the Bad News Tree, Bad News Travels Fast team. So, you know, he's no stranger to this at all. He's he's, he's very familiar with the industry, and I think he'll do a fine job. Yeah, he's uh, he's very talented. Uh, whether it's behind the wheel of an actual truck or doing the designs for teams like Gunslinger, Bad News, uh, helping with the vinyl designs, all that sort of thing. So. We wish Barry the best of luck. Now, for the next driver, it's going to be back to the veteran side of things. Norm Miller is going to be taking the wheel of Batman. And I'm excited about this one because I've had an opportunity to talk with Norm when he drove Blue Thunder. Uh, he's a former police officer. I don't know if he went back to that line of work after he retired from Blue Thunder before. But uh, he drove Blacksmith. He drove Blue Thunder. Uh, has always performed at a high level. And uh, Portland, Oregon native. Whenever he runs by Portland, Oregon, you better watch out. Now he gets an identity in the Batman truck, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what the season brings for Norm. I believe that he'll step right in and do a fantastic job. He can be very versatile. He can run hard and put it on the edge, or he can sort of, you know, uh, make sure that the equipment lasts while still putting on a good show, and that the value of that cannot be underestimated. It is a business. It does cost money to run these trucks, and if you can get a great score while still keeping her on all fours, then, you know, that's something that's fantastic. That Batman body is not cheap. So, Ed, we are seeing a transition from John Seasock to Norm Miller. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I kind of feel bad because when I first read the name Norm Miller, it took me a while to figure out who he was. I don't really remember him all that well. But with the transition between John and Norm, um, I don't, I don't really think that it's going to be that big of a transition from people realizing it because 
just the way that the Batman name is and the way that it was run, you got to be so careful just because of how expensive that body is. Jeremy, what are your opinions? I think Norm's going to have no problem at all stepping into the Batman truck. John did a great job driving it. He's got quite the reputation in it. But I think Norm and John are, you know, right on the same, you know, wave uh, frequency. Those guys are, you know, pretty much the same in my book. So I think it could be no problem whatsoever as far as the transition goes. Yes, it's a, you know, it's an expensive body and all that, but I, I don't really see Norm, uh, rolling her over too much. He's, he's the kind of guy that can save the equipment but still put on a fantastic show. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, a fresh face come in behind the wheel of Batman because I think we've all grown so accustomed to associating that with John Seasock now over the years. You almost forget that Jason Childress started out in the truck, but, uh, you know, Norm should do a fine job. Uh, he's a great driver. He knows how to handle equipment and, you know, He'll be able to build his own legacy and his own following behind the wheel of Batman. Definitely a good point. With all the expansion in Monster Trucks, we're starting to see some of the, uh, I guess we'll call them the older names of Tony Farrell's and Norm Miller's come back to the seat, especially with the technology that's involved. Uh, you know, the technology's getting better, and some of those guys that were saying, man, I'm, I got some aches and pains are, are jumping at the bit to get back into a truck that won't uh, beat them up quite as much. So. Definitely interesting. Uh, Norm also took a, took a ride behind the wheel of Grave Digger 12 a few times and uh, did a great job there. So looking forward to seeing that. Now we go to uh, from that to Grave Digger's arch rival, Maximum Destruction. Craig Christensen, after a year driving Donkey Kong, is going to be returning as the third Maximum Destruction driver. And i got to say personally, it's about time that we saw a third Maximum Destruction. We have all these Grave Diggers running around and uh, you know not so many Maximum Destructions. Tom takes an extra, you know, extra care in making sure that the right person is behind the wheel of the right truck. And I'm really happy to see the fact that, uh, you know, his team has now expanded to three maximum destructions as well as, uh, an El Toro Loco truck, uh, Chuck Warner will be piling in that. So awesome to see that, uh, Craig will be getting a Carroll chassis. We call it the Cohen chassis here on allmonster.com as well. Uh, original design was in house at Grave Digger's Dungeon. So. That is the uh, the new Feld chassis, as we call them. And I'm interested to see Craig get behind something that has uh, not coilovers and, uh, you know, a sway bar set up. I think that's his home. So that's going to be an interesting deal. So, Ed, what do you think about Maximum Destruction being three deep now? Uh, Robbie, I completely agree. I'm, I'm very excited to see a third Maximum Destruction out there. We got you know, 27 or so grave diggers, it seems, but we only had two Max Ds, and they're supposed to be the biggest rivals. It just was a little weird for my liking. But Craig getting behind the wheel and now having a Cohen chassis and not having coilovers is going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I've seen Craig run before. He's going to run all out, and he knows what he's doing in, in the machine, and it's going to be it's going to be neat to see him in a Max D body that that is not on your traditional Wilman style chassis. Definitely going to be a double take for a lot of the hardcore fans. I agree with you guys. I'm really excited to see a third Max D come into the mix here. Uh, you have what eight or nine racing grave diggers that go around the country weekend and week out. Um, the ratio is way off. I, I would like to see the same amount of uh, Max Ds around. But like Robbie mentioned, Tom picks the drivers very carefully. So if you don't have, you know, nine qualified MACD drivers, don't push it. So I think they're going to do well with three trucks right now. Um, as far as Craig getting into a Paul Cohen chassis, that's really exciting for me. Uh, I've seen him on some coilovers, some videos and that kind of stuff, and he just has a hard time driving a truck with coilovers. So I think he's going to do well 
in a newer style chassis that's got a little bit of flux to it. So I'm really excited to see that. I think Craig Christensen is really a, a good fit for that team because his personality just fits. It's kind of, you know, like a Tom Metz or a Neil Elliott where, you know, he's got that kind of attitude almost. It's not like he's mad or anything, but that he, he fits with that, that name and that style. You know, he has that driving style like when he was in Dragon Slayer, you know. He's out there to take on the world, and the world's almost against him kind of deal. But, you know, he's done a phenomenal job in the past. You know, he had trouble with the maximum destruction chassis. You know, it was no secret. He was, you know, he's kind of all over the place and learning the truck. And, you know, once the, the season got along, he started to figure it out and get, get it down. But now that they're putting him behind the wheel of something that, you know, is more comfortable and more native to him, I think he should, you know, it should be a perfect fit for him and, you know, He'll live up to the same expectations he's already built on his following, you know, in any other truck around the world. Definitely good points all around, guys. Now we move uh, gears as well. You mentioned Dragon Slayer. It's an independent truck. Uh, another independent truck is Iron Outlaw, teammate to Jimmy Creed, Bounty Hunter. And uh, if you've been watching the past couple of weeks, uh, BoboBenWinslow.com has footage of one Ben Winslow driving the Bounty Hunter truck. Well, he'll be an Iron Outlaw for this first quarter. And I personally am excited to see another person work their way up from crew to driver. He formerly drove for the Sudden Impact team. And now he gets a shot behind the wheel of Iron Outlaw. I'm definitely interested to see what he does. He's no stranger to the loud pedal. Uh, aired it out pretty good in Pontiac. Broke some front end uh, parts. And that's going to be a, you know, it's not going to be a good thing to break, but it is going to be a good thing to run hard this year. And uh, I think that, that Ben has the good balance of working on trucks, you know, before to have the respect for the equipment that you're going to need to be the second truck to Jimmy Creighton. So it's going to be an interesting deal having those two paired together this year. Uh, the Bounty Hunter name will still be too deep, and we'll mention that uh, in future episodes. But uh, Jimmy Creighton, Ben Winslow, that's going to be your team for this first quarter. And, you know, Jimmy, if anybody knows Jimmy Creighton, he has exacting standards for what he wants to see out of himself, as well as his, his fellow drivers on his team. So, Ed, what do you think about uh, Bobo joining the former Team Shucker Sucks Craig and now uh, Team Creighton? I'm very excited to see Ben driving the Iron Outlaw. You know, it's a nice identity for him. He's been driving Bounty Hunter and stuff like that, but it gives him his own little identity now in the Iron Outlaw for the first quarter. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it. I've talked to him a few and like you said, him being with being a crew chief and being crew previously, he really understands his equipment. He really knows how to push it. I agree with the uh, the crew to driver point. Um, it's always good to have that mechanical knowledge and then to work your way up as a driver. And I think those are some of the most dangerous drivers because they know what problems feel like and they know what problems look like from when they were watching other drivers. So they know how to fix things relatively quickly. And I think it's a good point because Freeton runs his team very hard. He wants things done a certain way. And I think having a former crew chief and a crew member driving one of his trucks is only going to make their team that much more dangerous. So I'm really looking forward to see what Bodo can do in the Iron Outlaw. It's another one of those names that fits well with the driver's personality. For some of you who may not know, um, Ben Winslow's nickname, Bobo, stems from him being a rodeo clown and, uh, you know, Fitting in with the Iron Outlaw name, he's kind of in the you know the Western and cowboy culture. So I think it's a great fit for him, just even name wise. And then you know as far as being with the two extreme team and Jimmy Creighton, you know 
he's not afraid to get down and dirty and wrench on those trucks. And, you know, Jimmy Creighton's going to get in a new chassis this year. So you can expect that they're going to be working out with gremlins here and there. They're going to be, they're going to need somebody with his not mechanical background to be able to track down and trace down any potential problems. And, uh, you know, he's proven he can drive the wheels off of a truck. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to see what uh, Ben Winslow is going to do this season. All right. Well, it's definitely been a silly off season, if you will, for the monster truck industry. Uh, we are going to ask for your opinions and your thoughts. Get us up on Facebook, go into your search bar and type in allmonster.com on track, as well as checking out some of the YouTube videos that we've talked about during this segment. Go to youtube.com backslash allmonstervideos. As well, be sure to follow us on Twitter at theallmonster. For Dustin, Ed, and Jeremy, I am Robbie. We want to thank you for listening and check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And that's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.